0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Come to us, JP. Hey, come on. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Bring it in. Hey, this the moment right here. Yep. This the moment we all been waiting for, dog. This is our motherfucking We're going to protect this with everything. You know. Day three of Bucks training camp is a wrap and man it was as hot as ever what's up everybody welcome in to season one episode four of the believe in bucks podcast i am your host evan winner find me on twitter at evan underscore winner you can find my written work on BucksReport.com. and don't forget to not only check out this podcast but all of the other great podcasts that believe has to offer on believe.com and be sure to check out the twitter handle at believe podcasts as well Folks, when I say it's hot out there, especially today, I... Am not joking with you. It was absolutely ridiculous. In fact, whenever I stepped out of the Airbnb that I'm staying at currently to get into my car this morning and had seen that, you know, there was a light morning shower, I was just like, oh my God. You know, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and Nashville, it's not as humid as Florida, but it's pretty damn close. So I know what it means whenever there's a little bit of a mini rainstorm during a really hot day. All it does is just make it feel like a giant wool blanket uh, has just been thrown. Thrown on top of you and you're forced to take it where with you everywhere you go but now i'm not trying to turn this into a weather podcast or anything like that obviously but considering what bruce Arians said on day two on monday about how the guys weren't in shape and the the mental fortitude was not there um, in order to combat the heat you had to wonder how it was going to affect today's practice and the good news for the bucks is bruce arians had a little bit of a plan uh he took the team in for about five to seven minutes while Jose Borgales did some kicking drills outside to allow them to cool down. Uh, Arians referred to it after practice as a halftime simulation. And from what he says, he was pleased. The second half of practice went much better today on day three than it did the last two days. Um, but he said he's really, really going to figure out whether or not that idea worked when he goes to watch the tape and you know get a way, way better um Uh, understanding of what happened during that second part portion of practice but overall another hot day it's not going to change i was actually speaking with jenna lane of espn who covers the bucks and you know she's been to about 15 16 different training camps and she was saying that so far now obviously this could change as the weeks go on but so far this is the hottest training camp that she's attended so that right there just tells you all you need to know, and Jenna is obviously one of the best, so she knows what she's talking about. But moving on from the weather and focusing on the team, there was good news in terms of player availability for the Bucks. Both Tyler Johnson and... And Antoine Winfield Jr. were both out at practice today, both practicing as well. So whatever caused Tyler to miss day two uh, was still up in the air, but either way, it looks like it's not going to have any kind of long-term effect. And then obviously, A.W. Jr.'s uh, false positive was indeed a false positive, so he does not have to uh, go onto any kind of COVID-19 reserve list and that news gets even better because Tyler Johnson had a really good day today during camp, caught two really nice passes over the middle. One of them he got to show off his run after the catch ability, which, you know, is one reason why the Bucks drafted him among other reasons, plenty of other reasons. And then Antoine Winfield Jr was out there playing in the box, playing deep, you know, doing his thing where he's just all over the defense. Uh Johnson would have had easily the best play of training camp if he could have completed it, but he couldn't. It was this just wild, circus-like, one-handed attempt to snag in this ball over the middle, and he almost had it. Um, only, only video would have done it justice. So let's just put it this way. If this catch was made during a regular season game, it would have been a Center top 10 highlight, no doubt about it whatsoever. Jalen Darden was out there making plays again, looking really good. And then Mike Evans, he was back to his normal, usual self, as always, what he's been through the last three days – there is or last two days before this, rather, sorry. Uh, and there was a little bit of a scary moment whenever Evans caught a pass – Carlton Davis fell down on his ankle. Evans looked a bit shaken up. It was during the Bucks two-minute drill, so it was towards the end of practice. Evans did not go back in, which is no big deal. That's just because there's just not that much time left you know, in practice, so might as well go ahead and hold him out, play it safe. But it didn't matter because right after Evans goes out, Rob Gronkowski makes a huge catch down the seam for a big gain. It was probably 25, 30 yards. And then a couple plays later, Brady hits him, towards the front right corner of the end zone he catches it squeezes in between two fenders and is in for a touchdown or a, a tutty I should say you know the best tutties are Gronk tutties I mean that's that's the only way you get a tutty is through Gronk but either way this this Bucks offense is just so loaded there are so many weapons and that's a good thing to have whenever you're trying to repeat as world champs obviously but speaking of the tight ends there is a major, major competition going on for that tight end four spot. And the best part about it is that all three players, Tanner Hudson, Cody McElroy, and Jarrell Adams, are getting ample reps in order to help the Bucks coaching staff figure out which one they're going to take into the regular season on the final 53. If you think about it, Gronk is the only one out there of the three top tight ends practicing right now. OJ Howard did not go again today, and obviously Cameron Brate's on the PUP. So that means... And I'm this is completely unofficial, but you've got Gronk, then Hudson, then McElroy, then Adams. So it's like it's like a regular season roster in terms of the tie in room. And like I said, all three players are getting ample reps, and all three players right now are showing out. For me, this is the biggest battle at camp right now. Or maybe not the biggest battle, but certainly the most fierce when it comes to competition. All three guys are playing great right now. They're catching everything that's coming their way. And honestly, if I had to choose I would take Jarrell Adams right now, just because what he's done in camp has not only been great, but he's also got some pretty decent production throughout his NFL career, especially when you stack it up against Cody McElroy and Tanner Hudson. Jarrell Adams literally has four times the amount of production than those two players combined. And if you don't believe me, just look up the stats. And guess what? You don't even have to do that because I've got them right here for you. Adams has 24 catches for 214 yards and one touchdown uh, coming into his fourth season in the NFL. McElroy has one catch for 30 yards back in 2019. And Tanner Hudson has five catches for 67 yards, all of those coming in 2019 as well. So as you can see, Drill Adams has had some success in the NFL, and right now, obviously, McElroy and Hudson both have a leg up in terms of knowing the offense, having more experience in it, but if Adams can show his staff that he knows what he's doing out there, that he's learning the playbook, and get to a point where they can trust him, and obviously, run blocking is a big part of this as well, I'm really going to start paying attention to how he fares in that regard over the next couple of days but do do not be surprised if Jarrell Adams makes this team as tight end four, and right now that's who I would have in the lead. Now obviously if he's taking reps with second and third stringers, you know four stringers, that's a lot different competition, but if you have a good player you want him to win against that competition, so that's not really like it's some kind of slight. The running backs looked really good today, especially Keyshawn Vaughn in the receiving game. That's obviously something we want to hear. The Bucks running backs, catching passes. Leonard Fournette actually caught just about everything thrown to him. And then Rojo had a couple of really nice runs, and he also had some good uh, receptions. He didn't drop anything, not that from what I saw. Uh, So, obviously – you know, the running back room is, is stocked. There's a lot of guys there, but who separates themselves during camp is, is really going to be something to follow as well. And all four of them looked good today, so it, it's good to see them firing on all cylinders like that. And a lot of that also had to do with the offensive line. The starting front five, outside of a Tristan Wirfs false start, which <laughs> he got chewed out for by Tom Brady. Uh, Bruce Arians even talked about that after practice. But the offensive line looked great. They were moving bodies, uh, cohesive. You know, outside that false start, obviously, and just look like they're picking up from where they left off during the playoff run last year in 2020. Uh, my dude, Sidarius Hutcherson swapped out with uh, Nick Leverett at right guard with the twos, so it looks like the Bucks are kind of figuring out what they have in that regard. Going to keep my eye on that as well as I promised. And then, last but not least, but Tom Brady had a good day. However, he was not very sharp during the last portion of two-minute drills. In fact. The Bucks didn't even get a first down on that two-minute drill. He overthrew Tyler Johnson on the fourth down play. Uh, so in a, in a real-life game, that just would have been an absolute dud. But obviously, it's Tom Brady. I expect him to come back tomorrow on Wednesday and be fired up and ready to go. Now, moving over on to the defensive side of the ball. Oh, man, defense came to play today. And Bruce Arians even talked about it after practice. Somebody asked him you know, who stood out on defense so far throughout camp. And Arians responded with a question of who hasn't stood out so far on defense through camp. And he's right. The defense looks great. Today, they're getting after the quarterback. The pass rush was on point. The secondary was communicating. There was a really cool scene when the Bucks were doing their goal-to-goes, and Jamel Dean and Antoine Winfield Jr. were both lined up against a stacked formation on the left-hand side. They both... Communicated, figure out who had who in the banjo coverage, and both were stuck to their assignments like glue. It was awesome to see. And then Ross Cockrell is still making plays at safety. I mean, the guy's literally out there pre- doing individual drills with the safeties. So the Bucs are all in on this experiment. And right now they should be, and they shouldn't stop it. Because he had almost in another interception for the second straight day today. Barely, barely just missed this uh, the ball, which he made a really good breakup on. But he was at least able to get the PBU. And, I mean, dude, if, if he can help them – save a roster spot by being able to play safety throughout the regular season, then that's obviously just invaluable in itself. And you got to think about how amazing this is for him at this point in his career. I mean, the Bucks literally signed him off the couch, what, midway through the season in 2020. He came in, played great, was given a two-year deal during the off-season, and now he's out there making plays at safety. I mean, just What Cockrell has done for this team and how much this coaching staff has been able to be able to utilize him has just been awfully, awfully impressive. So they need to keep this experiment going. There's no reason to shut it down right now. Uh, Another thing on defense that I saw was Joe Tryon came in uh, with the ones during the two-minute drill. And that's awesome. Even if it doesn't mean he's playing well or practicing well enough to get into the starting lineup – even if it is just him coming out there to give JPP a breather, because that's who he replaced during the two-minute drill, that's just fine, because guess what? That is one of the reasons why the Bucks drafted him. They specifically drafted Tryon to back up Shaq and JPP and give them breathers, even though they might be rare breathers because of how much those two dudes play, but that's one of the main reasons why the Bucks drafted him, so... I mean, even if you know somebody's like, "Oh well, JPP might have just been taking a break." Okay, cool, whatever. That's that's what Tryon's here for. But he was out there. He looked great again today. Um, gonna expect some pretty big things on a. You know, contextual scale—a scale that's logical. We're not talking about 12-13 sack season, but if he plays twenty percent of snaps and records four and a half, five sacks, then that's a big year for Tryon, and that's also just going to help this defense in tremendous ways. So it's good to see him out there mixing it up with the ones, because, like I said on the previous podcast, considering that this guy hasn't played since 2019, and he had the off-season knee surgery this year in 2020. The fact that he's out there on every snap with the twos and now mixing in with the ones is huge. So there could be knee complications from the surgery or whatever that the Bucks are easing him in with. There there could just be overall him not grasping the playbook or him trying to get back into playing shape since he hasn't played in almost two years. I mean, there are a lot of factors that could have gone into him having a slow camp But that is definitely not the issue, and you have to be excited hearing that if you're a Bucs fan and, obviously, if you're on the Bucs coaching staff. And just in an overall team sense, one of the things I noticed today was the Bucs were running a lot of play action. That's obviously great because we know how efficient and how effective they are when they do run play action, and that's one of the main reasons why the offense finally started clicking over the last eight weeks of the year. Uh, it all culminated in Brady. They also used pre-snap motion on this play, so they used pre-snap motion into a play-action play, action play uh, pass, which was just awesome to see. But Brady dropped back, hit a wide open, I'm talking wide open, Cywell Grayson right in stride. Grayson untouched all the way into the end zone for a touchdown. So it really looks like they're improving in terms of utilizing the play-action concepts, and that's huge because that is going to be the driving force of this offense. Now, I'm not going to say they're going to – I'm not saying they're going to run 60% play-action passes. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying it's going to be incorporated a lot more this year. And the fact, like I said, that they even use pre-snap motion going into that play-action pass – is just great, and it adds a whole nother level to this offense, and it's going to be just another issue for opposing defenses. Because think about it. You have all this talent on the offensive side of the ball, right? So just imagine how much harder it's going to be whenever this offense is just throwing shit at you, you know, left and right in terms of fakes, play action, pre-snap motion. I mean, like I said, the offense is already hard enough to defend – when you start adding elements like that, it's going to be near impossible to defend. And that was awesome to see. Those are really my biggest takeaways from day three of training camp. The Bucks actually shut down the north end zone uh, to media. Um, that we really couldn't even get over to field two during the meteor portions of practice. So kind of an uh, odd day in terms of vantage point and what we were able to glean from practice. But fortunately, there is still enough to talk about. And I'm glad that I was able to uh, broadcast this to all of y'all listening right now. But make no mistake, I'll be back out there again tomorrow, Wednesday, July 28th, for day four of Buck's training camp. I'm sure it's going to be another hot day, so already prepared for that. But I can't wait to get back with you all and tell you everything that I saw from Wednesday's practice. But until then, you can check me out on Twitter at Evan underscore winner. You can check out my written work on BucksReport.com. I have my 10 takeaways from training camp up from today's practice. I also have day one and day two in case y'all missed those. And then, like I said, be sure to check out all the other awesome podcasts that Believe has to offer on Believe.com and on Twitter at Believe Podcasts. And that'll do it. For season one, episode four of the Believe in Bucks podcast. Thank you all again for joining me tonight. Until next time, everyone, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and go, Bucks! Thank you for listening to Believe.